This week on Own Your Business, I'll be joined by Katie Taylor Jacobson to talk about how to tell stories on your blog. We'll discuss two different types of blog posts, why real weddings resonate with couples so much, how to hook your reader and keep their attention while scrolling, why people love conflict, even in wedding stories, different kinds of tension and where to include it in your blog posts, and we'll wrap up with how to format a real wedding blog post. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Let's talk a little bit about procrastination because I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to get into the subject for today. I think I might be procrastinating a little bit. Oh, that's not true. You <laughs> love this topic. I do. I do love talking about procrastination. No, I mean, you love talking about storytelling oh, yeah, and not procrastination. I love that too. I like talk, I just like talking. That is, that, That's why we got a podcast. That is true. That is 100% true. <laughs> That's why we got a podcast. I can now sit alone in the room talking and it won't be weird because I'm recording it for somebody else to listen to it. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So yes, what about procrastination? Yeah. So I think it's important to talk about procrastination when it comes to blogging because so many people procrastinate blogging. So I want to go through a few of the main reasons that you think. Let's see if we can connect with some of these and then offer at the very end of this short 20-minute episode a way for people to overcome some mm. of those those obstacles that are getting in the way of blogging because I can assure anybody who's listening to this right now blogging is absolutely crucial for your business's success. It is one of the absolute best ways for you to attract more of your ideal clients without having to do as much work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So reasons for procrastination, hard, Mm -hmm. something's really hard. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to have to figure out how to do it. Oh yeah. Um, And so I'm just not going to do it. Is that one of the reasons why you procrastinate? Sometimes legit. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I personally am like invigorated by a challenge. For me, I think curiosity comes in. I'm not saying you're not curious. I'm just saying like, for me, that's how I look at it. I look at it as like, oh, that's a problem I haven't yet solved. That's a skill I haven't yet learned. And so for me, that excites me. But for me, the procrastination comes from not being excited, from being bored. Mm -hmm. And so if something is too easy for me, or if it's something that I've done a million times or doesn't tap into the creativity, I'm like, this is kind of boring. So I tend to procrastinate things that I'm bored by. I also think that people's perfectionism causes them to procrastinate. Hi, my name is Sam Jacobson. I'm a perfectionist. Big time, but so am I. We are two perfectionists who married one another and we're perfectionists in very different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. I'm glad we got into this. So tell me, Katie, what's your form of perfectionism? I either am going to do something perfectly and awesome and knock it out of the park, or I don't want to do it at all. I want to be an expert at it where I don't even want to try it, which is kind of strange because you have to try it to become an expert. 
you can see by challenge. <laughs> I think that I suffer from that exact form of perfectionism too. Really? I do. Yeah, hmm. I do. I remember like getting an A minus and I was like, what, what happened? I was so disappointed with myself. I only got an A minus or like I scored like a 98 and I'm like, what question did I get half wrong? I think that we share that one. I'm surprised you said having it be perfect because you want to be an expert at it because I know maybe this is part of what you see as some of a form of perfectionism, but it's like, I'm not going to let it go until it's perfectly completed. I'm going to rewrite this email 17 times, or I'm going to rewrite this 13 word caption on my Instagram post 14 different ways and tested and you know all of these different things i'm not saying you do this but like this is another form of perfectionism is making sure all the details are done 100 percent. well and i think that wraps into another form of reason why people procrastinate is because the amount of time that something is going to take them they don't have and so they keep putting it off until they have the time which when you're dealing with a perfectionist that can kind of go hand in hand mm -hmm. because they're going to keep perfecting it until it's ready to be released into the world or what have you so thousand percent yeah i think there's okay so so let's tie this back now to, that we procrastinated right. enough about talking about <laughs> storytelling yeah. and real wedding blog posts yeah let's tie that all back in into how does procrastination feed into blogging or a lack thereof a couple of things here let's see if we can go back and go through these three different things either you know you don't know how to do something we're going to tell you how to do that you don't find it very inspiring or motivating or interesting. We're going to tell you a new way that you might not be doing your real wedding blog posts. And then the third thing, which is that, look, y'all done is better than perfect. And the really cool thing about blogs is because it's online, it pretty much can be edited forever. You don't have to make it perfect the first time. It's not like a book that goes to print and you can never change. Websites can be changed all the time, as can your writing blog posts. It's real simple. Just remove the, the published date <laughs> and then just go through and update it. So done is better than perfect. And we're going to show you how you can do this in a very short period of time. It should not take a long time to get done. So, you know, real wedding are super important. They're great ways to mine the existing client base that you have for more people who could be interested. People who already experienced the event um, are very likely to look at the blog posts, family, friends, people who attended, people who were in the wedding party, um, vendors that were a part of it. You know, that's going to be a super majority of people. Yes, it's good for SEO. We're not going to get into that kind of stuff today. This is a big part of working with the existing client base and sharing the real wedding directly with them is super powerful for your business's success. And if done right, not just pictures, but also having a story alongside the post, it can be a really powerful form of social proof. So tell me a little bit more about the idea of social proof, because social proof is super important. You know, the, the power of um, the herd effect where people look around them to see what other people are doing is incredibly persuasive in getting people to decide, yes, I'm going to move forward with this particular service provider. So tell me, Katie, what are some of the things that people get out of a real wedding blog post that would be a form of social proof? So in the type of post we recommend, there's a little bit of a story told, not the story of the day, though 
that is told also through the photographs, we recommend that you tell the story of what led up to that day, the story of the couple finding you and what they were looking for and what they were challenged by and how you stepped in to help them find the way forward. And then the pictures end up becoming the beautiful end result of your work together. And that story acts as an affirmation or a stamp of approval of the other things that you have told a potential buyer on your website. You're telling people how you are going to care for them, what your experience is like, and then this real wedding ends up playing out for them what this experience looked like for another couple who could be you in the future. So it's not just services that exist in a vacuum. It's services that existed for people before and you showing those images creates that reassurance that you could do it again for them. This isn't a new thing. This wasn't a, you know, the the testimony that they read earlier wasn't just some fluke or something that you made up. You actually worked on and created some contribution towards the success that this particular client had. And there's huge value in social proof with that. Well, and you saying about yourself, I mean, it's hard to write about yourself on your website. So you saying on your website, I provide a seamless experience. That's one thing, but showing Mm. through a story in words and photos that that really was what happened can be a powerful form of social proof. You're talking about the concept of this real wedding blog post. It's different than just a bunch of images that you would put into a gallery. It's not just your photos and then you move on. Oh, no. I mean, and I think that's what a lot of professionals do now with real wedding posts. They pick their favorites from somebody's wedding, the work that they're most proud of from somebody's wedding, you know, a photographer's favorites or the planner's design elements. And there's no real story told. It's There is no kind of beginning, middle and an end. Um, and there is absolutely no narrative that goes alongside it in the form of words. It's just the images. That's one end of the spectrum. You know, it's like, here are my 30 basic images that I know everybody posts, right? right? You know, the other end of the spectrum that I see almost as often is I'm just going to dump my full gallery in right. here. Right. Oh, for or, sure. Or I'm going to dump 200 images in there. Right. Including 16 of the groomsmen, 14 of the bridesmaids, 32 of them walking down the aisle, 19 of the flower girl. And by the time they get to the vow exchange, which is all, like, what does it look like when they actually get married? You've already posted 147 photos and the person who was looking at the post is gone. So you want to make sure that you're picking the right amount of images for this real wedding blog post. And you also want to make sure that you're doing more than just putting photographs in there. You mentioned that you want to put some copy in there because you want to help tell the story with some words. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is no different than any movie, television show, novel you've read in your life or seen in your life. You know, there is a story and the reason why you have stuck with a television show or stuck with the movie is because there is a plot. There are characters, there is conflict, there is a journey that they have to go through. There is ups and downs and it's no different. You want to keep people on your website and they're not just going to be there to look at the images. They're there to truly know the story. And so you have to tell one. And I think the most powerful ones are actually ones where you're telling the story, but also the couple that the story is being told about gets to weigh in in some way, whether they add in a testimonial about their own experience 
experience that you share in that blog or what have you, but, but truly taking them through, it's okay to talk about a little bit of conflict or a little bit of problem. That's what makes it captivating. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what kind of brings the reader in. They're like, oh my gosh, what happened next? You know? And then you get to be the one that comes in, not as a hero, but as the guide to kind of see them through to the end. And then again, the photographs end up being the success story at the end. Your real writing blog post in many ways is almost like a rom-com, you know, in the sense that like there's some conflict, there's some tension, there's some obstacles to overcome. It doesn't have to be a complete catastrophe for there to be a little bit of conflict in any wedding, frankly. I mean, I don't know a single wedding that's like truly goes off without a hitch as you're going through and thinking about like this story with a little bit of like obstacles and challenges that the couple had to overcome we're not talking about like world war three here right. they're not saving the planet but right. if you're a floral designer you could talk about how it was super hot outside and you know these were the concerns of the client and here's how you helped to overcome the flowers crashing when they were out in 90 degree heat with 90 percent humidity that's an interesting story not just as the design pretty but you actually overcame some of the criteria that could have killed the project this is not a story that you want to be self-deprecating or a story where you want to ever insult yourself or somebody else look at it this way maybe it's not even that they had a concern maybe it's that they had a desire for something mm-hmm. that they really they they wanted you know photographs in 15 different locations before the ceremony ever started and they didn't want to see each other and you had a limited amount of time and so here's what you did to make sure that they got all of those things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be the cake table fell <laughs> you know <laughs> that'd be a bad this, thing <laughs> this doesn't have to be that the power went out at the venue but it could yeah. it could be that like a fluke happened and here's still how we got beautiful images one day i will make katie tell the story of the sprinkler oh my lord we don't have to we don't have to do it today but that'll come out stay tuned for an episode coming to you soon (laughs) but there are real things that go on that your clients are interested in because all those five-star reviews that couple is searching for something that went wrong with the wedding. They know that nothing is perfect. In fact, I've read studies that show that if you have something in the range of 4.6 to 4.8 out of five stars, it's actually better than all five-star reviews because people don't believe that everything is perfect. No, they think that five-star review people got paid Are to leave five-star reviews. Yeah, exactly. You created all of those dummy accounts and right. started going through there. It's the same thing like when I managed in a hotel, You know, we used to talk over and over again about how it was far more more important for somebody who was attending a guest to be at the property to have you know maybe a couple of things not go a hundred percent and we jumped in to save the day and then it got that much better again that follows kind of this man in the whole plot line which is one of the six or seven major plot lines that that any story arc is going to follow which is that things don't always go well and Mm -hmm. sometimes you fall in a hole and it's the story really starts to become interesting when it's about how you get out of that hole and then how you celebrate that success at the end when you're going through as a wedding professional, it's okay to talk about some of the challenges that your couple ran into, some of the challenges that, that you ran into. You don't want to dwell on them. You don't want to make it you know, so deep that people feel like they're going to run into that and knock it out themselves. But you want to show through the story that you tell some of the things that you helped that couple overcome before you got to that success. It's not just all rainbows and unicorns at the end of the day. And everybody knows that when it comes to weddings. Sam said at the beginning, the reason that sometimes he procrastinates is because a task bores him. Well, the reason why someone wouldn't stick around to look at your entire 
Real Weddings blog post is because it bores them. 100%. We're not saying that you have to have some catastrophe to keep people engaged and around, but people do want to know your value. What are you bringing to the table? Are you having to deal with a ballroom that has awful carpeting and and it's burgundy red and you have to figure out how to come up with like a pink and turquoise color god sorry a pink and turquoise color scheme in there well then that's the conflict how did how did you come up with that color scheme how did you implement that throughout their day how did you make the end result look beautiful and then show them what that end result looked like so as you go through and you think about ways that you can create something that is interesting, not just for the reader, but also for you and how you can use creativity, start thinking about how you can tell a story. Think about what it is that was the biggest hope and desire of your client. And then think about some of the things that got in the way of that related to your particular service. And then think about how you help the couple get through that and then go and show them what it looks like to see that kind of success. That is a that is the structure of a case study. That is the structure of, you know, the, the most famous stories you know, known to humans. That is the, the structure that you should follow as well when you're going through and thinking about how do I actually create some content that's going to be good for my business and interesting for the reader? The only other thing I will add, and this is a little bit tactical, but because I know that some of you out there are like, but Katie and Sam, I'm not a writer. Like Sam said in the beginning, perfect is the enemy of the good. First of all, no one's going to go in and analyze your writing for grammar checks or what have you. Write like you're writing to a friend and you're telling them the story of this wedding. This is just meant to be a conversation between you and the couple that's considering your services. So don't overthink it. Just write or or even talk out loud, better yet, and then transcribe it. But just get your story on paper. People want to see what you do to make your couple's lives better. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 